One fine day you realize, to your astonishment, there is no way at all of having your mind anywhere else but in the present moment. Because even when you think about the past or the future, you're doing it now, aren't you? And that results in a very curious transformation of consciousness. You feel that you, or that the present moment is flowing along and carrying you with it all the time. Just like the flow of the Tao. The flow of the Tao is as if what we would call the flow of the present. See? And you're with it. There's nowhere being anywhere else. The Jung Yong, the book called uh, The Unwobbling Pivot, says the Tao is that from which one cannot deviate. That from which one can deviate is not the Tao. Or to put it into the form of a Zen story, the Master Joshu said to Nansen, what is the Tao? Nansen replied, your everyday mind is the Tao. Joshu asked, how do you get into accord? Nansen replied, when you try to accord, you deviate. So we're back, and we pretty much I was going to just talk a little bit about um, some of the ideas I had for set up on the show, which is basically talking about, um, you know, people's interaction with building their business or transforming themselves from going from one type of lifestyle to another, you know, either like going from working, going to school, you know, all the time to having a full-time job or having a full-time job and uh, maybe having children or, um, build, you know, working one type of job and then like moving to, you know, to software development, which is probably a little bit different than some jobs. Um, so um, basically, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, myself. So, uh, so basically, talking to, to you, um, if you do not know, uh, I, you know, started going to school for like web design. Um, back in like 2005 and it was mainly because of the idea of like you know building video games and video games is a big big part of my you know growing up big part of my life so and the idea of like like, like level development or video game development or um was really like interesting but it was really hard to kind of figure out how to even go about doing those things you know because you know um you would have to i think the closest i've actually gotten to getting to a getting a job and like video game development was actually becoming a um, video game tester for a company. Um, oh man, what was the name of the, name of the company? Um, oh no, now I got it now. Now it's bothering me. Um, the name of the company was Torak. Torak Games. Yeah, so the name of the company, it was Torak was the name of the game. And the people that made the game, their name was Acclaim, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was Acclaim Studios, and um, the, it wasn't the one that was in um, that was in um, 
um, in uh, like the West Coast was actually a, a company that was here in Long Island. They had a they had a small um, game development company on Long Island there in Glen Cove, and uh, it was great to it was great to kind of like you know had an opportunity to um, to sit down and you know I don't know how I got it I forget how I got it. It was called Acclaim Entertainment, and like you know, you know, playing. I don't know if you know about Acclaim Entertainment, but the company made games such as like uh, Star Voyager, Night Raid, Night Rider, WWF WrestleMania, um, Cybermoid, Fortress of Fear, Double Dragon, Two, The Revenge, Bigfoot, Narc, Total Recall, Sword of Serpents, The Simpsons game. I mean, like like some of the actually one of the well known games was the Toros game that came out for the N sixty four. And um, NBA Jam was also a pretty pretty big uh, game as well. Um, you know, I, something happened. I think they kind of like messed anything up. But I actually got an interview with the company where I actually sat down. I got a chance to get you know to get shown around the office about um, you know being a, um, a, a a tester there. And they were talking about how being a tester wasn't like it wasn't like you were fun playing video game. You actually had to try to break the game and it was like quality assurance and you know pretty much you know what i, I kind of hear about a lot these days but quality quality assurance would basically try to break the game as a user and then give it back to the developers so they can fix it and um ever since then i was like i want to you know do development and the other ways of getting into into um, game development was by making flash games and I remember I used to make some Flash and Mole Smash games, you know, like sound cards or mimicking uh, uh, like platformer games, you know, utilizing these uh, like pieces of tools. I have some of them still around here, but um, I, uh, it, was, it, it was actually just, you know, it was all gimmicky, you know, when it came down to look for work. I, I, I guess what I would basically say in this part of my life was that I didn't push myself hard enough to change the the my, the mindset you know i probably should have left you know new york and i probably should have like took classes more classes in other parts of the country but i was so comfortable with you know my friends and family being so close by me making them changes was very difficult you know because i didn't really think that i could um you know, I didn't have to move that far to get things done. Even till today, I, I probably could have done, you know, more for that. But I took the slower route. You know, I started to build myself, changing my own, you know, habits. And I continued to finish school, you know, finish school for web design, web development. I didn't get it. I got a job that wasn't really in web development, but it was mainly in like the IT field, you know, working as like uh, technical support. Um, it was not, it was not really a comfortable job. But it was actually like one of those jobs that um, I got a chance to learn a little bit about web, like about you know talking with people, and then um, that job you know ended, and I um, decided I got a job at the state, which was very comfortable, which would that caught me working there for almost eight years, as well as working another job you know while I went back to school you know for. Um, it was, at first, I went to school for computer science. I was like, I'm going to go to school for computer science because this is what everybody tells me to do. But I noticed that it, I wasn't getting the classes. Like, it wasn't wasn't really like into like programming, and it was other classes that you could take as long as you stayed in the engineering department, engineering college, and applied sciences. You know, to 
pay attention to the, the schools and stuff. So I stayed there to to take more classes. But when it came down to like you know being a, a computer gamer or a programmer, I, I started to notice that I was able to learn a lot more online without the help of many people. You know, and um, there was way opportunity opportunity to even find games online that you can play and take apart and and learn how to you know make games on your own, which was one of the things that allowed me to just you know build my own things and projects and stuff, and that really helped me land you know jobs where I was like working my first job like a it wasn't a, a programmer it wasn't a like a video game program it was like more like a developer like I was working on building sites and um focusing on uh, uh like troubleshooting or you know recreating different parts of, of, of existing site and um i think that i think that that was actually some of the things that was interesting about working there and i just continued to just learn things and and i also had this you know i, I you know insatiable desire to like study japanese and Japanese was always like this interesting thing to, to to learn because it was something that, with great patience, I had I was able to notice I can get better at it, you know. But you know, I just continued to just work and try to you know look for jobs. Like it was a lot of it was it got more competitive looking for work because of the fact that so many people were coming out of school, and people weren't going to school at all, and people were coming from all types of ways saying they wanted to do web development. To the point where it got kind of like a dirty word saying you're a web developer, you know, and it was kind of aggravating because in order for you to stand out, you had to kind of be really different than everybody else. And, you know, I think even today it's like a struggle, you know, trying to kind of do some things like, you know, like it, it, it's become very competitive trying to stand out and, and do things different than other people. But um, I think that uh, I think that I'm getting more and more of the, of the hang of it because it's more about how you, you know, talk to people, how you influence people, and, and making sure that you, whatever you do well, you keep doing it. And I think that's a great thing. So I'm going to really just keep at that. And I tell everybody now that's looking to get into web development, make sure you know what you're, like, interested in, why you're doing things. Are you doing it because you think it's cool or are you doing it because you really have a deep passion for it? You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of the videos that I used to listen to watch it was about, um, development and they talked about you know how they they worked on it and everybody just kept saying they just kept doing it over and over and over again every day they just kept beating their their craft down until like you know it was done and until they had something and then once they completed that one project they went to something else you know so I definitely think that um we we as a you know as as uh, I guess in entrepreneurs or just people who are looking to grow and train, transform themselves, you have to really know deep inside, deep down inside what you're looking to get done because you're not going to get, you know, somebody's going to say, okay, this is what you need to do. You know, you have to know that for yourself. And sometimes the path to success isn't always easy. It's not always straightforward. You might, you might have to take a detour for a while. You know, you might have to take one of those like, you know, middle jobs that you may not be so happy with. In order to get through those those days, and I think that once you do that, you will begin to see how things come together. You know, um, Steve Jobs used to say, you know, uh, he said, um, "We can only predict the past. You know, we can't predict the future, 
and we only connect the dots in the, from the future, um, from the past, not the future. So we have to somehow believe that the dots will um, connect in the future, and that's like by having some sort of like belief system of some sort. You know, that could be God or it could be whatever. But as soon as, as soon as you're able to trust your your those those um, connections, you'll be able to see more of your life come together because of how you believe it. You know, it's. It's, it's a very weird way of thinking, but it's really important. And I would I definitely I definitely encourage people to read books such as like the Seven Habits of of Empowerly Effective People. Um, reading a book, another book called uh, The Infinite Mindset. I mean, Infinite Game. Um, the um, the another book which was uh, Mastery by um, Robert Greene. Um, the fiftieth law that he, Fifty Cent and Robert Greene wrote together. You know, like they, these books, you got to you have to like listen to a lot of people who are also talking and then helping you understand. You may not, you may feel miserable right now. You may maybe may feel like shit. You know, but you're not, you're not down and out. You still have your life. You still have the health. You still have many things ahead of you, and you really need to find how to transform yourself into your you know greater virgin you know that's ralph smart he talks about that and and i when i see people who push themselves for, for hours and days and years and one video after another one book after another you're like how do they do it what drives them and i think that just sitting down and just looking at each person would really get you going you know like because everybody everybody has problems you know like it's not about not having problems or like not having debt. It's not really about that. It's about how do you manage those things and still be the best person you can be. And I think that we need to really focus on that. I mean, some people can't have to, you know, give up on their own dreams and work on someplace else. That's possible. But you got to know what you want, you know. So I'm going to leave it like that. And so I think that's going to be the end for this video. I mean, for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any interest, any questions, you know, please drop an email, you know, at my email address is casehandle.chris at gmail.com. Um, you can also go to, you know, Twitter at Yamanote in tech. Uh, you can also check out the Yamanote Sen uh, Instagram and you can leave messages there. Um, so I'm Chris and uh, take care. Hey, what's going on? I just wanted to take this moment just to thank you so much for still listening to the podcast. It really helps, you know, helps me to to know that whatever I'm saying is you're, you feel interested. And, you know, right now, this would be like the ninth episode I've made. So and the only people who really would be basically be listening to is the people who actually know me or so people who like stumble upon it randomly online, either because you were looking me up or you were looking up something that was in the keywords. So uh, basically my each week I like to bring like an idea on how you can develop um, yourself um, into a better person by me like using books and videos and, and just experiments of my own to, you know, to become a better person and then whether I success, be successful or not, I will show that to you or talk about it to you here. If any deals or discounts that comes in my way, I will let people know and, um, and, and I'll just move on from there. So, I mean, so today I would basically say that, you know, these podcasts are being made through Anchor FM, which is a website that allows you to um, create a podcast on your mobile phone or on the laptop or PC. 
and you can do it all for free. And it posts it to Spotify as well as a lot of other small um, podcasting RSS feeds. And um, I keep track of all of the nine notes utilizing a notebook and Evernote. And um, so if you're interested in learning more about these things, please feel free to, you know, email me at ksamuel.chris at gmail.com. That's ksamuel.chris at gmail.com. And just, you know, making something in the the, uh, subject line, just, you know, put the name of the podcast, you know, Yamanote in Tech and Society. And inside the mail, email just like for a question, you know, saying hi, you know, why like the show, why not like the show. And uh, any questions, I'll I'll answer on the show. So uh, thanks a lot. Take care. In with the end in mind. Principles of personal leadership. Oliver Wendell Holmes stated, What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Please find a place to read these next few lines where you can be alone and uninterrupted. Clear your mind of everything except what you will read and what I will invite you to do. Don't worry about your schedule, your business, your family, or your friends. Just focus with me and really open your mind. In your mind's eye, see yourself going to the funeral of a loved one. Picture yourself driving to the funeral parlor or chapel, parking the car and getting out. As you walk inside the building, you notice the flowers, the soft organ music. You see the faces of friends and family you pass along the way. You feel the shared sorrow of losing, the joy of having known, that radiates from the hearts of the people there. As you walk down to the front of the room and look inside the casket, you suddenly come face to face with yourself. This is your funeral, three years from today. All these people have come to honor you, to express feelings of love and appreciation for your life. As you take a seat and wait for the services to begin, you look at the program in your hand. There are to be four speakers. The first is from your family, immediate and also extended, children, brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces, aunts, uncles, cousins, and grandparents who have come from all over the country to attend. The second speaker is one of your friends, someone who can give a sense of what you were as a person. The third speaker is from your work or profession, and the fourth is from your church or some community organization where you've been involved in service. Now think deeply. What would you like each of these speakers to say about you and your life? What kind of husband, wife, father, or mother would you like their words to reflect? What kind of son or daughter or cousin? What kind of friend? What kind of working associate? What character would you like them to have seen in you? What contributions? What achievements would you want them to remember? Look carefully at the people around you. What difference would you like to have made in their lives? Before you read further, take a few minutes to jot down your impressions. It will greatly increase your personal understanding of habit too. And 
that's the clip. That's, that's basically what the book was basically saying. So if you didn't get a chance to see or I mean, I see or hear everything, um, there's the seven habits of the seven habits of highly effective people, and that's to have it to begin with the end in mind. You know, so uh, a lot of the a lot of the habits, you know, are habit one: be proactive. Habit two: begin with the end in mind. Habit three: put first things first. Habit four: think win-win. Habit five: seek first to understand, then to be understood. And then habit six: synergize. And then habit seven: sharpen the saw. And there's a like a, a diagram of like you know habits have a being this circle kind of like you know it's uh, it's something that you constantly have to keep doing, and then dependence is is basically at the bottom of the circle, and then the top of the circle is interdependence, and then right between um, those two there's a triangle, just two triangles on both sides of the line for ind independence. So right down the middle of the circle, there's the independence, you know. Um, you know, I, I really like, I don't know why, but, you know, I, I grew up with, you know, church and going to school and trying to read things and be a good person, you know, but you, you never, it, 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 I think that what happens is that we don't, I don't really take the time out to kind of do like a learning uh, uh a learning experiment or a learning, um, yeah, I mean, I say I mean, a learning um, exercise where we, I sit down and try to reflect on what I've done my whole life and and uh, what I want to basically be and stuff. And this whole thing, reading this whole chapter, this whole habit part, you know, beginning to end in mind really puts it at home, you know. Like, you know, if you think about where you, how you want people to speak to you, you know, if you were, you know, when you when you, when you pass away, you know, you have your family, friends, uh, your coworkers, and somebody from like your church or some sort of like extracurricular activity, like some sort of service that you do outside of work. How would you want them to talk to you? You know, and I think that you can't really answer that question until you are looking at your life from the end and then going back. I think we kind of like we like to look at like the Starting from the future. I'm sorry. Starting from the present, and then go, and then like we'll be able to just continue to keep pushing it back because that's what we've been learning. I mean, like looking at um, a lot of stories on how like you know people would try to like you know live forever, and or they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about death in certain ways. But if you pay attention to that, I'm looking at that. I would want to have my family to be able to say that you know Chris you know was very diligent at working and trying to be to be more uh, assertive at you know being successful and you know was was willing to you know to put in the, the, the work you know you know to help not only himself but the people around him and I would think that my friends would probably not say the same thing because a lot of my friends weren't necessarily the exact same people i mean they probably would think i was like a, you know i worked and i I did a lot of things but um you know only you know my uh, my, my girlfriend or um uh my family would probably would have known because they were actually around me a lot i mean i think people today would probably say that you know i, I did work a lot but 
I, I, I always was pretty alone when it came down to working hard or trying to make ends meet. I was willing to always do things that people weren't willing to do, you know, like work two jobs while going to school or um, while working two jobs and going to school, you know, start learning another language just because, you know. Um, I think that's what it was. And then, like, work was always up and down. I mean, people would would, would be coming would have several different ideas on what they thought of me you know some people would think that I was a workaholic some people would thought I was like a, maybe you know a, a, a clown or maybe I was you know I would want them to all feel like you know he did some good he did you know good you know when he had to you know you could you can you could depend on him you know to work on things um he might not let you walk all over him but you can trust him you know if he was able to you know be able to trust you, you know, and that's the kind of person I would basically be. And I think that with it, when it comes down to like service, uh, I don't know. I mean, like service would basically would be, I don't know. I would I would probably consider this like some sort of service, you know, where I'm like, you know, providing some information to you, you know, the people online, you know, people on the internet, how I'm thinking and what I'm doing because I feel like it's not. I don't really don't have like I I don't go to church like I used to when I was very younger and um, I have a lot of mixed views on like how things are but I feel that ultimately we all need to find some sort of like level ground to to work together because we we all live in this world we all have to share this life we have together and it doesn't really make sense for people to leave the world or to get more you know terminally ill for people to start feeling that hey i'm gonna you know do things differently now so i mean it's always better to start than never but still you know um yeah so right with that i'm gonna just take a break and uh i think going on next i'm gonna probably talk about a little bit more about uh, my work and the things i'm actually doing you know with you know the the whole you know uh you know entrepreneurship and pieces I'm thinking about and stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Where we began to create a positive energy that changed ourselves and eventually influenced our son as well. By working on ourselves instead of worrying about conditions, ironically, we were able to influence conditions because our circle of influence increased. Because of position, wealth, role, or relationships, there are some circumstances in which a person's circle of influence is literally larger than his or her circle of concern. Many retired people are in this situation. They've had tremendous experiences and wisdom in their life with a very large circle of influence. But they gradually develop a myopic view of their own personal situation day by day so that their real circle of concern is lesser, smaller. This is a sad waste and should teach us all to be actively involved. Well, we and that is just one minute of uh, a section inside the book that really tells you to pay attention to yourself and if you want to increase your circle of influence, that you really have to pay attention to others and how they affect you and what you can do to increase your uh, circle of influence and 
it also brings a, a big type big um idea to the to the mix is when you're talking about uh, people who can't connect you know they have a very small circle of influence like people much older because of you know that's their own experiences so in, in my idea in, in my own opinion I, I feel like if you you have to constantly grow as a person be willing to look at um, the world as as a whole as a as a you know where it has a beginning and an end and what you want people to think of you when you i don't know when you when you go ahead and you you know you're, you're no longer a part of this earth and um you you really get a chance to see things differently when you look at that um currently on another part of the book is a little bit further it's talking about um start with the end in mind and i actually um, I think I'll probably, I was going to go ahead and write down the ideas that I, um, that I thought about, but first before I go ahead and do that, I'm going to just like let that clip go through so that way you can, um, you can probably hear it too and be able to, yeah, I can, I can answer it right now with that clip in mind. So one second. Hey, what's going on? So, uh, Last week, uh, I spent spending a few hours uh, like reading and listening to audiobooks and uh, also reading them simultaneously. So I've been spending time by actually going down to my local library and picked up um, one of the books, which was basically called A Random Walk on Wall Street by Burton Mackiel. Um, I listened to the audiobook um, once already, and now I'm, I'm trying to listen to it again along with reading it. Uh, I like being able to gather new ideas and information by looking at the words as well as reading, um, listening to the words being um, read aloud. And being able to do that with a, with a faster speed also increases my speed. Um, I, I sometimes I, I had I used to deal with like a, being able to read like a lot of things, uh, you know, reading things for just the sake of reading was tough but because we have all this new um, recommendation um, services where you know when you read one book it shows you another book and another book and most you know my I, my appetite to learn or my appetite to read tends to be um, constantly fed and strengthened so I, I really recommend though doing something things like that if you aren't able to, you know, buy, you know, books every day. I actually made a link where I talked about some of the books I basically uh, have listened to on audio, audible.com, which was, um, I have 122 books. I opened up that account, I think around 2011, 2012. And um, I, the first book I kind of was reading was the book on Steve Jobs. He just passed away like a week or two ago. After he passed away, um, the book was came out and was available, and um, you know it was a good book to read, and it was also a good book to listen to. Um, you got, and I think that you know finding finding reading inf information or reading stuff just in time when you need it is, is always the best way to do it, and um, it, it strengthened my attention span tremendously. I think that was something that I couldn't. Um, manage when I was younger like you know in high school even in early college um yeah so looking at that 
Uh, I, I did the book I want to talk to you about today was um, Burton Macchio, but it's called The Random Walk on Wall Street, which is, you know, uh, it's basically a book, I think, if you're interested in investing, but also understanding on that a man who has, you know, was uh, worked heavily in investment banking and and was you know learned a lot about you know things the ups and downs been able to you know manage the tides of time for different types of investments and money management money management banking you know uh, building out your portfolio he basically says in his book that uh, buying and holding um, investment portfolios and and different assets is actually better than trying to beat the market and that term beating the market means that you could pick like a few stocks you know like i would just pick up microsoft you know uh, exxon and um, disney and then i could just hold on to those and then short them meaning that you sell them off right when they're actually um it's going down like the profit the the value the value of the stock is going down and um, he has this thing idea of like you would you would look at an entire like uh, S and P five hundred, which is like a, a level of different portfolios that are like curated by like uh, the S and P or different different investment banks. I'm not gonna go too in, bit too into that. Basically, it's like the top five hundred. I like to look at it like that. Like the top five hundred stocks, you would buy a stock from each one, and you hold those. And if you do that and never let go, you would, um, based on what Tony Robbins has basically expected, based on basing his ideas off off of that book, was you'll always, you'll never lose as much as you put in, and you'll always gain, you'll always, you'll always earn more and never lose what you put in. And there's certain percentages he went into. I won't go too much into it right now because I'm trying to just talk about the book. And you know, this idea talks a lot about life and like. Everybody's looking for these short-term gains, and that's not going to work. And another book I'm reading, which is uh, Simon Sinek's uh, The Infinite Game, talks about you know winning in the sense of everybody. Like, you know, it's a constant. Like, it's not about winning and losing. It's more like everybody has to kind of be able to find value into what you're doing, and in, in order to do that, that allows you to um, to always um, be able to do well in the infinite game. Rather than playing the finite game, but you know that's another thing, you know. But I, I be, these books are what I'm basically saying. I constantly can pick them up and read them and and listening to them because the algorithms that are used to help me find other books, such as YouTube and um, Amazon, Audible, constantly shows me things that other people are reading and listening to. So I definitely recommend that book. Um, I think you can probably find that book on the audio version on YouTube. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that was actually a good book. But the other book I'm actually kind of reading, I've gotten, you know, pretty far into it is the, uh, seven habits for, um, in fact, uh, the seven habits for highly effective people. And, um, yeah, I definitely think that this book is great. And I, I think I'm actually going to show a little clip. I'm going to play a little clip from the book because, um, I've been trying to get people to, 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 you know, not get overwhelmed when I like tell them, "Hey, read this book." I feel like no one will read the book if you just give them a book to read. But if you give them, you know, like clips, you know, a whole bunch of clips, people can pick up. People were willing to listen to a, you know, two, three minute, five minute clip of it. 
And um, yeah, so I'm just gonna not, I'm, I'm not gonna play five minutes of it, but I'm gonna probably play about a minute or two of it and see how it works on the um, podcast. Good evening, and what's going on? It's Chris basically back on your Yamanote Tech Society. Um, I have a good show for you today, and I just want to basically, if you listen to the intro to the today's podcast, you would know that was Tom Bailu. Um, he has a YouTube channel called Impact Theory, which each video he tries to get people who are interested in trans, like transforming them, themselves into their better version and find ways to work hard on in different ways and one of his uh, videos was actually transformed into like a um like a motivational clip from i think it's called video advice and uh, i actually downloaded theirs uh, that video quickly and i usually listen to it every day in the morning um usually on the, on the train as well as some other videos uh, i i like what makes me think and feel and i use that to start my day it's part of my morning routine among other things so um today uh, i just want to go ahead and try to speak a little bit about uh you know the newsletter i have set out um for people to you know be to to listen to and, and read uh, i was thinking about maybe adding a audio clip to it so this way if people weren't willing to um, like listen, like read the entire thing. I think that my uh, newsletter is getting pretty lengthy, and it's very difficult for everybody to want to listen to it. I was going to basically read it out loud and record it as an audio clip, and actually add it as well. Um, the reason why I think about that because I feel like your time is very important, and I should not think that anybody would have, you know, three, four hours to, you know you know listen to a podcast in two hours you know to to read a, another hour or so to read my um newsletter so and um it would be great if uh, i just found other you know as many ways as possible to practice you know um pushing out content each week without having to worry too much about the uh you know timing and stuff like that so it's, it's gonna be great um let me see so today uh, I, I kind of uh, been spending a little bit more time looking for alternative ways to create content around what I'm trying to do in ways that aren't too um, invasive, which meaning like doesn't really take too much from my time, my day. And uh, I think that is great, you know. So uh, coming up, I think I'm just going to go ahead and just speak about the first topic I wanted to do is basically the books I've been reading for the week. All right. As Earl Nightingale said, we become what we think about. And that's an idea that I want you to hold firmly in your mind. That's something that I really want you to internalize. I really want you to stop right now. Whatever you're doing, I want you to stop. Lean into this video and listen to what I'm saying. You will become what you think about. Really think about that for a second as if it wasn't just a phrase, as if it's more than just words, as if it were a truth about how the brain works, because it is. You're going to become the thing that you think about. And I know that you're dwelling on a lot of negative shit. I know that you're carrying a lot of baggage with you. And I know that as you think about how things might go wrong, that you believe 
you believe to the core of your being that you're just planning for the hard times but the truth is you're going to become those things that you fear you're going to become the things that you dread if you're thinking about all the things that you've done wrong in the past you are going to simply continue that cycle but if on the other hand and let this be true let this ring in your ears with the weight of everything that i carry if i've ever added an ounce of value to you if anything i have ever said it seemed remotely true believe that these are the most important words I'm ever going to say to you. If you begin to focus on positive things, if you begin to focus on your capabilities, if you begin to focus on the potential that you have, if you really dig in, build those skills, drive towards something beautiful, something amazing, something that leaves you in awe that you want to create, that you want to become the vessel for that, then you will.